What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and he. Please no Lamar Jackson. Please no Lamar Jackson. Tell me I didn't play against Lamar Jackson. Oh, man! I was facing Lamar Jackson last night. Welcome to the show. I'm sure a lot of you are feeling that pain. Or you're celebrating because you have the best player in fantasy. What's going on, Dave and Jamie? Happy Friday. Three leagues. <laughs> Three leagues I'm facing Lamar Jackson in out of five. Whoa, that's such bad And in luck. one of them, it's just, it's the two-quarterback league. I'm playing against Will Brinson. His team is a monster. I have no chance. No shot of beating him. Another league where I'm facing Lamar Jackson. It's a league I've won three years in a row. I think the streak is going to come to an end. He's good. Yeah, I'm going against him in uh, in three, and I have him in two. So I'm torn. Okay, well, look, it's not necessarily over, but it's probably over. And congratulations. I This is not a jinx. You shouldn't be worried about this at all. If you have Lamar Jackson, you definitely won. You are moving on. Congratulations. <laughs> Good job. Baltimore 42 and the Jets 21. We also have eight games to break down today. Bunch of NFC home games plus Denver, Kansas City that we didn't get to yesterday. We got some sleeper-wide receivers to talk about, like uh, the Tampa Bay-Detroit game is littered with sleeper-wide receivers, potentially. So we'll give you some of our favorite sleepers for uh, for Week 15. But we'll, of course, start with this game. And um, we had, uh, you know, some some better than expected offensive production. Sam Darnold with 17 fantasy points and threw a couple interceptions, had a fumble. Le'Veon Bell with his best rushing game of the year. Robbie Anderson was okay. He had a two-point conversion catch, so he had eight points. So Jameson Crowder was great. Who saw that coming? And then, of course, you know, basically everybody was great for, for Baltimore. So um, let's, do, let's do this, though. What do you do if you faced Lamar Jackson? I I don't like to uh, change my lineup based on what happened on Thursday because you could end up making a mistake that costs you because you were looking for upside, whatever, and you forgot about downside. But I can understand. I can understand if you want to tweak your lineup to catch up to Lamar Jackson, who scored what four? How many points did he score? He scored forty six in six point per passing touchdown leagues. Amazing. Yeah. um, What do you do? I like. I'm in one where I'm such an underdog to begin with. And so I kind of looked at it as I figured he'd be 30 points. You know, if he played great, this is clearly exceeding that. I think he just kind of, you know, depending on what you need to like in the one league where I knew I was a heavy under, I'm playing one of our uh, FFT producers, Jack Capitorto, and he's uh, overwhelming fam- 
fa- favorite. Um, so like I'm playing Brashad Perryman because my receiving core, I lost DJ Chark and Marvin Jones. So it's a three receiver league. If you need something like you think is going to have to happen to hit some home runs, you play a player like that. Like, a, you know, I mean, a better version would be AJ Brown, you know, for example, like he could have a, a blowout game also, but you need somebody that's going to have a surprise performance, but to a degree that you can really sort of sway things a little bit more in your favor. So it's that type of thing I think you look at if you're if you're desperate. Now the other two leagues where I'm playing against Lamar Jackson, one I think I still have a chance with my lineup as is. The other I was the favorite. It's the dynasty league that we share, Adam. Which if we don't win mm-hmm. this, I'm going to be really upset. Yeah, well, me um, too. oh my gosh. But uh, even despite Lamar, you know, our, on on CBSSports.com, if you look at the the scoring, it gives you the projected totals. Who's still going to win? Right. So even with Lamar Jackson's big game, we're still an overwhelming favorite. Good. So um, like that, I'm not changing my my lineup. The other one, I'm not changing my lineup. The one where I'm I was already a heavy underdog. I may look to try to go for another swing for the fence type of guy. It's basically replacing anybody that you don't see with a high ceiling on yep. your yeah, roster, great, great and you, and you do have an alternative that does have a high ceiling. So it's like replacing. I have a good one. Uh, Christian Kirk with Will Fuller. Sure. Something like that. I'm going to replace, and I was going to make this move anyway, but this just solidified. I'm going to start Mitchell Trubisky over Josh Allen because I, you know, I, I don't really love either one, but I see no chance, very little chance for Josh Allen to have a. Big Those are game. your best options. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But there's no, there's no Eli Manning. No, oh no, no he got, got picked up. He got picked Ugh. up. I also have Drew Locke. Uh, it's a dynasty league. A bunch of play. Everybody's roster no. basically, but but I think Trubisky has a chance to have a big game, whereas Josh Allen against Pittsburgh really doesn't. It's so hard to have a yeah, big game against Pittsburgh. That's, so, that's a good. Yep. You know, you do something like that. All right. Any other takeaways from this game? Did you come away from it any more confident in starting a whole bunch of guys? So Darnold, Bell. Oh. Bell's, you know, he was sixty-two percent started actually, so a lot of people sat him. Bell had an empty game, but that, he but really you know, had an that, empty game. that sixty-two percent probably also factors in last week when he had the flu and he missed the game, and those teams are eliminated, whatever. But uh, you know, Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, even Marquise Brown, who had four catches, forty-one yards, and a touchdown. Like, are you more confident in any any of these guys going forward next week? The Jets have Pittsburgh I, and the Ravens. Yeah, uh, I, I was going to say, like, for the Jets, they have such a tough matchup. But this would have been nice to have. No Ryan Griffin, no Demarius Thomas to see what the Jets receivers can do with, you know, better opportunities, you know, better target opportunities. Now, it was a tough matchup, tough secondary. I thought clearly both played well to what they did. You know, Robbie Anderson just didn't have uh, a touchdown or a big game, but, you know, he made some nice catches. And, uh, you know, Jameson Crowder, it's funny because the touchdown drop, you thought, oh, my God, what a disaster if you started him. And then he comes back with a tougher catch to score on the first touchdown. The second one was a little fluky, but. Um, you know, nice, nice performance from him and, and, and Donald, you know, it's played much better than I would have anticipated going against the Ravens defense on the mm-hmm. road on a short week. So, you know, I, I think that's more of a 2020 thing. You know, if he can sort of get some better help, better offensive line, uh, he's got a chance to be a decent fantasy quarterback. Okay. So we'll, we'll get to that next week. Mark Andrews was only started in 58% of leagues and I get it. He was banged up, and he had four catches, 52 yards, and a touchdown, and he could have had over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Lamar Jackson missed them on a big play. Lamar Jackson stinks. But uh, that's <laughs> it. That's it for that game. That team is amazing. I think that's three games this year with five touchdown passes, and I'm just yep. always so amazed when I watch them how many guys are wide open. It's just, The scheme is terrific. It's, it's such a headache, apparently, to defend them, and guys are just running wide open all the time. 
So that's what you can have when you've got a, a running quarterback threat, especially one like Jackson. Yeah, but I've never seen anything like this. I mean, the the yeah. amount of of wide open players that that just pop, and it's incredible. how effortless it looks. Yeah, right. for Jackson. Oh, he's amazing, and I think he would probably beat Tom Brady on rollerblades on grass. All right, ask FFT <laughs> is our tweet. That's uh what. Brady tweeted last night in case you don't know what I'm talking about, people. Uh, AskFFT is the hashtag you want to use this weekend on Twitter. We'll be answering your questions with the hashtag AskFFT. Join our FanDuel League. Um, one guy I love this week on FanDuel is Zach Ertz. Four out of five games with Alshon Jeffrey out or leaving with an injury. He has 11 or more targets. I think we'll get that again. Um, so I love Zach Ertz. I'll pay up for him. FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. It's just five bucks to enter, 2,500 bucks in prizes. FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. Radio show tomorrow night, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern to midnight on CBS Sports Radio on Sirius Channel 206. Call in, ask your question. We're going to answer a ton of them. On tomorrow's show, Ion Fantasy Football, 10 p.m. to midnight on that's Eastern Time on Saturday. All right, I mentioned some sleepers. So I, I can think of really a lot of sleeper wide receivers this week, and that's obviously related to the injuries. So who are some of your favorites? The ones that come, the ones that come to mind would be uh, Nelson Aguilar if he plays, Dolphins, Bucks, Lions. To me, who would be your favorites there? And am I forgetting anyone? Uh, Danny Mandola, you mentioned the Lions. You know, he's he's somebody I'm getting more and more interested in. You know, eight targets each the last two weeks. Um, now without Marvin Jones, this is now the third game without TJ Hawkinson. So I think it's going to be a game where they're chasing points. We haven't really seen that from them very much, but I think Tampa Bay's offense, as long as Jameis is healthy, will put up some some numbers against this Detroit defense, even on the road. And so Amendola, I think if he gets eight targets against the secondary, somebody you can use as a third receiver. Um, he's one of those guys, like I, I think it have an eight for 80, you know, type of game, uh, hopefully scores, you know, would not be surprising if he's, uh, if he's better than a number three receiver in PPR. This and he's excellent in daily because his price is so cheap too. Yep. Uh, a tight end who I think could work as either a tight end if you're streaming or as a flex. And this is obviously contingent on Greg Olson and whether or not he plays as Ian Thomas, who's cheap in DFS. You'll see him on FanDuel low price and he's just been getting a lot of work and he's had some good rapport with Kyle Allen. I would expect that to continue against the Seahawks team that hasn't been great against tight ends. Wouldn't be surprised if Tyrell Williams scores. Jaguars are bad. I know he's still dealing with the plantar fasciitis, but uh, I think you'll see Derek Carr take some shots, and this could be a game where Tyrell Williams breaks his uh, touchdown less streak. Um, it's been six games in a row without a score, but I would not be surprised if he scores here. And then I think it could be an interesting game for Ronald Jones. You know, we've seen him um, over the last five or six games a little bit more involved in the passing game. And again, knowing Mike Evans, so while it's easy to say, Justin Watson or Brashad Perryman or maybe Scott Miller. Now he's coming back. It could be that they, you know, give some more opportunities to Ronald Jones. And remember it was week six, I believe, or seven where he had the eight catches. So it wouldn't surprise me if they, you know, use him a little bit more in that regard. And Detroit's run defense has not been very good. Are we, are we uh, talking that game today, Adam? Yeah. Okay. Tampa Bay, Detroit. We'll, we'll, I'll wait to talk about Ronald Jones then. Could be a little bit of a, a shootout there, hopefully. I mean, I, I don't know, but it's definitely got the potential. Just we got an injured quarterback who doesn't have his best wide receiver, and we've got David Blau on the other side. By the way, we got Chris a question. Chris Godwin got hurt? <laughs> we, we got uh, a question a couple of weeks ago. of Who's a player in Dynasty Leagues that you should pick up now and stash? And uh, Ian Thomas could definitely be the answer there. He's well, eight, if he's available in the Dynasty old. Leagues, you got to right. check the Dynasty League you're in. And he was in my Dynasty League, and I missed him. Uh, he was available. He was available? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I, 
look, I could understand nobody owning him up until a few weeks ago, right? But he's in like it's like five games um. without Greg Olson, and he has scored double-digit fantasy points in PPR in four of them, and in non-PPR in three of them. So, and he's got a great matchup this week. Seattle giving up the third most points to tight ends. Can I give a different stash who might be out there yeah. at tight end in Dynasty? Robert Tanyan okay. with the Packers. Because Jimmy well, Graham is going to be back next year. Yeah, what about guy. Sternberger? Could be their guy. But yeah. Sternberger's already going to be owned. Tanyan could push him. All right. Patrick Laird is a good sleeper this week as well. The Giants have given up four or more catches to six running backs in their last four games. And I don't know that he'll run the ball very well because Giants run defense is good now, but he should be very involved. 15, 20 touches maybe. Mm. Laird is 51% owned and great to stash Adam, for next week. Does it mean anything to you that the Giants played 85 snaps of defense on Monday? Absolutely. Now they've got to take on the Dolphins? Absolutely. Yeah. Who's trying to win that game? Which team? Giants. The Dolphins. The, the Giants can't stand losing anymore. I'm telling you, it's pathetic. They are not tanking. They are just bad. That's the difference between the, <laughs> them and other teams. Uh, some teams are trying to lose. Some teams are really bad. All right, news and notes. Uh, Josh Jacobs. What do you think about Josh Jacobs right now, guys? He looked great, according to Greg Olson, uh, their offensive coordinator. What's the what's trending the in the deal? right direction? So if he's the starter, you start him. Okay. Uh, Derek Henry says he'll be ready to go. Damian Williams was limited in practice. That's a mishmash. We don't want that. But I, I actually, we are previewing that game later, so we'll talk more about that. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, he said that Raheem Mostert had earned the top spot uh, at running back for that team as they faced the Falcons this week. What did that mean to you guys? It means 12 carries. <laughs> <laughs> he could get more, but not a lot more. And I still like him as a number two running back despite the 12 carries. He's going to play the most. Yeah, he played more red zone snaps than Tevin Coleman last week by a lot. So I think it was 10 to 3 between them. So nice. I, I think he's, if you're going to start a Niners running back this week against Atlanta, that's the one to start. Mm -hmm. All right. Bo Scarborough, mispractice. Doesn't look like he's going to play against Tampa Bay. Jordan Howard practice. So what's the situation there with Jordan Howard? Please stay away, right? Well, he's been practicing on a limited basis for a while now. He just hasn't been cleared. So until we learn that he's been cleared, I wouldn't expect him to play. All right. Adam Thielen practice. We do expect him to play. Do you have confidence in Jameis Winston with this hand injury? Apparently he was, he was throwing a tennis ball. I can throw a tennis ball uh, yesterday. I have Winston in one semifinal with Tannehill, and I'm playing Tannehill over him. Uh, for me, that's not... Um, even a thought, but I would give some consideration if I'm, if I'm nervous, you know, if you're nervous, whoever's listening to this about Jameis to playing maybe Eli or Carr, just because I think oh. they could both have th those other guys could have the same type of upside. If Jameis is not a hundred percent, if Jameis is hundred percent, it's no question, but you just have to worry that, you know, for a team that's out of it, for a guy that may be looking at a potential contract situation, if he takes a shot on the hand and he doesn't feel right, I'm done. Eli Manning, geez. I got some good stats on Eli Manning. Encouraging stats on Eli Manning. Get excited. Uh, let's see what else we got. Juju Smith-Schuster not expected to play. Tyrell Williams is dealing with plantar fasciitis, but Jamie said he's still a good sleeper, could score this week against the Jags. Will Fuller says he feels good. Noah Fant was limited in practice. Hopefully he'll play. Gerald Everett missed practice. Hopefully he won't play. Greg Olson was limited in practice. He's recovering from that concussion we just talked about, Ian Thomas. 
Obviously, that wouldn't work if uh, Greg Olson plays. If Greg Olson plays, though, would you start Olson against the team that gives up the third most points to tight ends? I think he'd be yeah. real close to a low-end starter. So, yeah, he'd be an option. Jared Cook limited in practice, but has to clear the concussion protocol. They're playing Monday night. Uh, if you play into Week 17, you might not have Lamar Jackson. Reportedly, he will sit if they're locked into a playoff spot. Devontae Adams was limited in practice. Doesn't seem like a big deal. He does have pretty good history. Oh, uh, wait. he Rodgers has great history against the Bears at home. Last three seasons, he's been 29 or more points. Adams, I don't quite remember his history against the Bears. I think it's kind of up and down. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey's going to have foot surgery. And Green Bay cornerback Kevin King is trending towards playing. San Francisco defensive tackle DJ Jones is now on IR. This San Francisco defense and the New Orleans defense, very similar. They are getting so beat up. Do you still think San Francisco is a tough matchup? They beat each other up. Yeah, Uh, It's still a tough matchup because they still have a lot of good pass rushers there. And I think they've got enough talent left to stop the run. But the secondary, huge question mark. If, If Atlanta had a better offensive line, I'd say that they'd be in a little bit of trouble. But they should still win the game. Uh, Devontae Adams, last three games against the Bears at home. Uh, 2017, two catches, 13 yards, and a touchdown. 2018, five catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown. And then 2016, 13 catches, 132 yards, and two touchdowns. (laughs) He's actually either scored or got 100 yards against the Bears in four of his last five, no matter where they played. Yeah, so so I only have a few stats to throw out now because I just want to get into the games a little bit earlier today. Uh, one of them is about Aaron Rodgers. I'll tell you that in just one moment. How does this sound to you, Dave, though? If I said to you, Dave, I'm going to give you two pounds of ground beef and two packs of bacon for free. Would you accept that offer? Yeah, uh, yes. Yes, you yes would. I would. You'd be Thank giddy. you. Yeah, you're where, where, should I give you my address now or <laughs> should I wait till after the show? Don't give it to me. Give it to the, the good people at ButcherBox, one of our new sponsors. They've got amazing food. I've had it. It's delicious. I, I got a box from ButcherBox. By the way, what you want to do is you want to go to ButcherBox.com slash FFT or use the promo code FFT at checkout and you'll get those two pounds of ground beef, two packs of bacon for free and 20 bucks off your first box. I got a box of food from them. I had the chicken. It was delicious. It was the best, really one of the best you know, chickens I've had. It was so good. Got to get more. And I, I took the rest and I said, we're going to save this. We're going to barbecue with it. So I gave it to my brother-in-law. He cooked out. He grilled out a great barbecue. We had amazing food courtesy of Butcher Box. And what you get is antibiotic-free, no hormones added. You get humanely raised meat. It's high quality meat that's tough to find in other places. It's better for you. It's better for the animal. It's better for the environment. Uh, And you're getting 9 to 11 pounds of meat. That's enough for 24 individual meals, packed fresh, ship frozen, vacuum steeled, so it stays that way. And you can customize on ButcherBox or you can get the packages, you know, how they offer them to you. So it's really awesome stuff. And what a great offer at ButcherBox.com slash FFT or use the code FFT at checkout, ButcherBox.com slash FFT or FFT at checkout. All right, here we go. Your stats to know. Matt Ryan's outdoors. Are you worried? Well, if Russell Gage hadn't dropped an easy touchdown a few weeks ago at Carolina, Matt Ryan would have scored now 24 or more fantasy points in seven straight outdoor games going back to last year. Uh, that's in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. That's good history. He's not playing so well right now, but that's that's encouraging. Aaron Rodgers, 29 or more fantasy po- This one really gets me, guys. Aaron Rodgers, 29 or more fantasy points in three straight home games against the Bears. You know, and, and in those three seasons, the Bears ranked 
seventh against the pass all three years, which is weird. But it's not like they were they were tough, and he killed them. Well, what does that mean to you? My only concern is that was Mike McCarthy. It could have been Joe Philbin, obviously. I don't remember when they played them last year, but um, no, no, it was McCarthy because it was Week One last yeah, year. Week One. So different offense, you know, and we're just not seeing the same level of Rodgers having to throw the ball over the place. The run game has been much better. Um, it just, you know, the defense has been better, so they haven't been chasing points to the same level of degree. I'm not afraid of Aaron Rodgers that I'm going to necessarily run to bench him this week, but I don't know where the ceiling is for him. So I think the floor is is, is like a safe 18 to 20 points. I just don't know if there is a 25-plus point game out of him against the Spurs defense. And Dave, I love this stat. Robert Woods had really been struggling, not getting a lot of red zone targets, but since Gerald Everett's gone out in two games... Five red zone targets for Robert Woods. Four of them were in one game, but still, five red zone targets in two <laughs> games. Is that crazy? It, it's it's good to see. They're kind of changing their offense around. Uh, Sean McVay talked about it this week. You know, I noticed Cooper Cup played less than 30% of the snaps last week. That was weird. Didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. Was there an injury there? I don't I got, think he's I, on the injury I, report. I have the lowdown for you on that because Ben Gretsch actually talked about it on Wednesday. It was basically okay. Josh Reynolds came in a lot and just blocked or carried the ball. So mm-hmm. for I think for Cup it was like I don't think he played a lot on rundowns. I think that's what Ben said. But that that's yeah. really what and that's what Sean McVay said is that they just don't want to bother using the receivers in situations where they're gonna get beat up blocking. And that's part of the reason why Higby has seen more work and the other tight end that they have, his name escapes me right now, but he's been getting more work too for blocking. And then when it's an obvious passing situation, the receivers come right in and they're running their route. So it's interesting what they're doing. And it's great for Robert Woods because his target numbers have been through the roof and now everybody's ready to start him every week. Oh, yeah. he's a mu- I think he's a must on FanDuel. I think he's a little cheaper than Cooper Cup, if I yep. recall. They're about the same price. Mm-hmm. He is cheaper. Yeah. Do it up. You guys convinced me on golf, but again, I now I got I got something for you on golf, too, That's gonna that could discourage you a little bit. It's basically all about Jeff Heath. I mean, the, the Cowboys have been terrible against defenses lately and it's all been with Jeff Heath out, and he's probably going to play this week. It's their starting safety. So I'm looking forward to talking to that game. Speaking of which, start, sit, or flex at best, Amari Cooper against the Rams and the Ramsey. Start. Start. You know, Ramsey hasn't allowed a touchdown yet since he's come to L.A., but he's also giving up a 71% catch rate. Wow. Uh, Michael Gallup against the Rams. Flex. Good flex. Philip Lindsay at Kansas City. Start. Number two running back. You asked us this one yesterday. Yeah, I know. I was doing it again. Um, He's just making sure we feel that way. <laughs> uh, Carson Wentz at Washington. Uh, Blacks at best. <laughs> I try and set him just with the receiving core being what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's actually start, sit, or super flex at best. Uh, Miles. <laughs> my, yeah. LOL. San- Miles Sanders. Uh, you, yeah. Start him. Yep. Unless Jordan Howard plays. Adrian Peterson against the Eagles. Non-PPR flex. Uh, Non-PPR start, PPR flex. Terry McLaurin. They'll be better than Le'Veon Bell and both. Terry McLaurin against the Eagles. Uh, flex. Low-end flex. How would you rank Miles Sanders, Adrian Peterson, and Terry McLaurin? Sanders, Peterson, McLaurin in non-PPR. Sanders, McLaurin, Peterson, and PPR. Same. Cool. And Kenny Galladay against Tampa Bay. Super start. Start. Uh, Amari Cooper, by the way, his last five home games, 
no no fewer than six catches, no fewer than 85 yards, no fewer than five catches. He's had four touchdowns in his last five games. He's had four three games over 100 yards. He is the Drew Brees of wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder he doesn't <laughs> want to leave Dallas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, O.J. Howard at Detroit, start or sit or flex at best. Start. He's good enough to start. Like him better in PPR. I'm just going to do a real quick beat the waiver wire here. You guys can tell me if there are any more names. But for defenses next week, the Texans are at Tampa Bay. The Seahawks get the Cardinals. Seahawks get Ooh, a little I don't like the Texans. Yeah. You do well, unless you, there's no oh, yeah, James Winston. Yep. Yeah. Um, we get some turnovers maybe. Patrick Laird against Cincinnati. And how about these quarterbacks? Rivers against Oakland. Trubisky against Kansas City at home. Fitzpatrick against Cincinnati. Drew Locke against Detroit. Daniel Jones, hopefully, at Washington. Uh, don't like Trubisky. Um, I think Rivers is interesting because I think this is going to be Oakland's. Okay, we got our big win at home. We're done. Um, John Ross is interesting to me just because if he's healthy against the Dolphins without on Tate now. Mm-hmm. Hey, what about A.J. Green? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Daniel Jones? I can't get excited. Yeah, Andy Dalton against Miami. Yeah. You remember I asked you if A.J. Green plays Andy one Dalton. game and it's week 16 against the Dolphins, where would you rank him? Do you remember what you said? Number one. Yeah, <laughs> number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's start with the game of the week. The Dolphins at the Giants. Actually, could be a pretty good fantasy game here. So you want to get excited about Eli Manning? All right, here you go. 2018, he had five matchups against teams that were in the bottom 10 against quarterbacks. So good matchups. He scored 21 fantasy points or more in four of them. And, uh, you know, so that was pretty good. He never had a big game all, all year. I don't think he scored more than 25 fantasy points. So he didn't all season in six point per pass. He touched that leagues. But, you know, he, he was good against bad matchups. He was solid. So can, can he get you 21 to 25 points this week, Eli Manning? Yeah. I mean, he had 20 points basically in the half last week against the Eagles. It was a similar matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. I think <laughs> I think the biggest hurdle is just a mental thing that you've got to do in your head, which is, am I really starting Eli Manning in week 15? It, 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 that's a tough hurdle to get over, though. But the matchup is outstanding. Everybody pretty much has good numbers against the Dolphins' defense. So which quarterback do you like better in this game? Darn, uh, darn. Um, it's Patrick. No, I like Manning better uh, because if there's no Devontae Parker, I, I don't want to try yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick with Isaiah Ford and Alan Hearns and Mike Gusecki. I mean, yeah. th- those would be his top three options. I, I take my chances with the guy with Slayton and Shepard and Tate, hopefully, uh, maybe Evan Ingram too. So I, I, wonder, I just wonder, like, the, the next two weeks for the Dolphins are so interesting because if they win these two games, they really screw themselves. If they lose these two games... They're almost locking up the second spot, which guarantees you Joe Burrow or Chase Young, which is what I would rather have if I'm the Dolphins as opposed to, hey, yeah, we beat the Giants and the Bengals. Yeah. Let's draft an offensive lineman at sixth overall. Right. Uh, I misspoke. I've got Eli ahead of Fitzpatrick. But it, but Parker has a chance to play. So if Parker plays, Fitzpatrick bumps up, right? Big time? Uh, yeah, but I'd still play Eli. I, I just think there's a, a, a better chance of, of him uh, performing a little bit more consistently. Well, you would take Eli Manning over Ryan Fitzpatrick if Devontae Parker plays? Yeah. Y- you know, the problem, wow. uh, and I guess this isn't much of a problem because Parker didn't play for much of last week, but Fitzpatrick was driving the Dolphins into the red zone 
often against the Jets, and he just couldn't find touchdowns. He could settle for field goals, and that crushed his value. He also ran a ton. There's no guarantee he's going to do that again. He's not Parker, though. So I think he would have found at least one they, touchdown you if he had Devontae they, Parker they, last week, but it, I don't know about three. It, it's really the same thing. You're probably right. Fitzpatrick probably has a higher ceiling just because we've seen that from him. You know, 29 points, 30 points. So, you know, if you want to swing for the fences, then probably Fitzpatrick's the way to go. I think Eli's probably a little bit safer just because I just don't know which Dolphins team's going to show up this week. All right, I'll say this, and this I'll be on I'll be on Azer Island here. If if Devontae Parker plays, Ryan Fitzpatrick will be the best Ryan quarterback this week. That's Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He will be the best wow. if Devontae Parker plays. This bold. team is a joke. Their pass defense is Pathetic, and I don't know. I think Janoris Jenkins is going to play. <laughs> I like how you're giving said. the Dolphins that much credit, though. He's I, he's just a better like he's going to take more chances. He's going to throw downfield more than Eli Manning. Eli no, Manning, right. Eli Manning you're threw for right. I think Eli Manning threw for 24 yards in the second half. So you know if if Darius Slayton doesn't break that tackle, Manning has like 15 points. Um, so you know, have you seen the Dolphins tackle? <laughs> no, I they don't do much of it. Uh, so let's go to uh, Patrick Laird, guys. Um, would you who would you start him over? Who are some some big names that you might start him over? I would have started him over Eli, over Eli. Gosh, over <laughs> Le'Veon last night in PPR. You know the Jets and Giants are different teams, right? I do. Okay, not not that much different. I would start him in PPR over Montgomery, Adrian Peterson, Chris Thompson. Uh, if anybody is still considering David Johnson as a starter, I would start Laird over him too. Jamal Williams, the Bucks running backs. I'm buying into this Giants defense being exhausted after playing so much on Monday. Mm-hmm. And Laird is a decent pass catcher. I think he's going to get more targets than he had last week. Yeah, he had 19 touches at the Jets last week and uh, faced a good run defense there. And he had, let's see, uh, 86 total yards. So... Uh, again, Giants giving up a lot of catches to running backs lately. Would you start Miles Sanders or Patrick Laird? Sanders. Sanders. Unless Howard plays, then I'd go Laird and PPR. So who are the wide receivers you want to start in this game? Want to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's uh, one the, for sure. The, the the Giants' number one receiver mm-hmm. should be really good. Terry Slayton. Yep. Um, the Dolphins, there's not really anybody you could say want to start. You may have to start them unless Parker plays. But if Parker's out, you know, it's a guessing game who's going to be better between Hearns and Ford. Ford was better last week. Hearns has at least a little bit of better rapport with Ryan Fitzpatrick. But, you know, you don't want to start those guys. Like, I'm in a, I'm in a tough situation where I have to start five receivers and I'm down DJ Chark, Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, and we'll see about Will Fuller. So my number one receiver is Darius Slayton. My number two receiver is Larry Fitzgerald. And my number three receiver might be Alan Hearns. Oh, wow. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> that's bad. Isaiah Ford is 5,500 on FanDuel. So I think that that's a pretty cheap receiver that you can use if you want to load up on expensive running backs or what have you in your lineup. I don't feel good using any Dolphins receiver in seasonal fantasy play. And I think Darius Slayton's going to have another good game. Yeah, I mean, look, he's played one game with, with Eli Manning, and he had a great game, and he got a lot of targets. But you've seen the floor for basically the last month. I mean, 10 PPR points are more in four straight games. So I guess, but before that... I don't that, think he's going to kill you. He's terrible. Like huh? Before that, he had some really terrible games. He's had four games this year with six yeah. or fewer PPR points. 
Yeah, I mean, look, he's not a slam dunk. I don't think it's, uh, okay, just because he's playing the Dolphins, it's a guarantee that he's that type of guy that's Mm -hmm. going to just destroy this team, and he's coming off a strong game. The thing you're hanging your hat on is, it's the first game with Eli Manning, he led them in targets. You have Golden Tate now banged up a little bit. We don't know if Evan Ingram's going to play at this point. you got to expect him to be out. And so it could be Sterling Shepard. It could be Golden Tate. You know, it could be one of the, it could be Caden Smith. I mean, the Dolphins have given up production across the board to a lot of different positions. But I think if you're just looking at it, Team that's allowed the most touchdowns to wide receivers. Guy who got the most targets from his quarterback last week. Big play threat. Adds up to the a guy you want to take a chance on. Guy who leads his team in touchdowns with seven. Hmm. Uh, everything everything sets up nicely for Slayton. And this Dolphins defense is terrible. So I, I like him as a number two receiver. Would you start? I like him better than A.J. Brown. Would you start yeah. Patrick Laird or Darius Slayton? Slayton. Yeah, Slayton. What if Ingram plays? Um, still Slayton. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any other? So, who's the second best wide receiver in this game, assuming Parker's out? I go Shepard. I think that's the safer one to go with is Shepard. And then We're break. Kind of heading for the hills on Golden Tate. Uh, break down the tight ends. I think Gusecki's got a good opportunity here. I mean, you saw last week the Giants, <laughs> knowing that Zach Ertz was going to be the only one that could catch passes, and they couldn't cover him. You know, So I know Gusecki was bad last week. I still think you're looking at six to eight targets on the low end. So without Parker in there, he's a must-play for me. If Parker plays, I'd still trust him. Uh, two of the previous three games, he was, he was really good. So, um, again, you're looking at a Dolphins receiving core that is just down guys. And so since Preston Williams went down, Gusecki's really been the number two guy there. Could it be Ford if they're trying to feature him a little bit? Maybe. Could it be Hearns since they gave him a contract extension this offseason? Maybe. But I just look at it as Gusecki in a matchup against this Giants defense, which we know for basically the last 10 years has struggled with tight ends. And we saw last week that they struggled with tight ends again. But I wouldn't get cute with Gusecki. I wouldn't start him over Ian Thomas if, if Olsen's out. I would. I wouldn't start him over Higby. No. Wouldn't start him over Hooper, Waller, Hunter Henry. I like Goddard better. So yeah, not me. I'm I'm not ready to put all the chips in on Gasicki. Yeah, I think he's got top ten upside in this matchup with the Giants secondary being as bad as this. He does have good upside, but the you know, I I was getting like excited to start Mike Gasicki, but fact of the matter is he has less than thirty yards in four of his last five games, even though he has five to seven targets in all of those games. So, I mean, he's just, he's been pretty bad, unfortunately, but there is a great opportunity here for Mike Kosicki. No question. A lot of, a lot of possible outcomes there. Saquon Barkley, you're going to start. He's been really bad, but you're going to start him. He's been, he's been really bad per carry, but he's getting a ton of work. Uh, This feels like a big breakout game coming from. Yeah, I don't know. I hope so, man. I I hope so too, but uh, boy, Uh, Green Bay should have been his breakout game. And, uh, you know, he just, he's just struggling right now. He's not healthy. And uh, that's it. Well, he said he's healthy. Did you see what he said yesterday? No. He said the mental aspect of the season has been wearing on him. You know, Lisa Salters, though, she said on Monday before the game that Saquon Barkley said he was finally starting to, to feel like himself or something like that. And it's like, okay, well, then you lied a few weeks ago when you said you were healthy. So he's not healthy. I mean, it's just... But a lot of players do that. That's not a surprise. Yeah, but he's not healthy, you know? They don't want to make sure. excuses. No one wants to say, well, I'm hurt and that's why I stink. All right, let's go to our next game here. It's the Bears and the Packers. Which quarterback do you like better in this one? I have Trubisky one spot higher than Rodgers, and I go back and forth on it on a hourly basis. Yeah, this is the week the Trubisky bubble pops. Um, I, I would go Rodgers for sure. 
All right, where are in the rankings, Dave, since you have them back-to-back? They're outside of my top 12 and back-to-back. I believe it's 14 and 15 or 15 and 16. It's it's, uh, actually lower than that, 16 and 17. Packers give up the fourth fewest points to quarterbacks, but the eighth most yards per attempt. So they have a deceiving pass defense, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Jamie, why are you anti-Trubisky? I just think he's taken advantage of some really good matchups of late, and I don't think this is a good one on the road in Green Bay against a team that he's traditionally struggled against. He's faced them four times. He's averaging 15 fantasy points per game against them. They've given up one game over 20 fantasy points in their last five. Uh, They're in their building. I think the pass rush is going to be tough for Trubisky. Um, So I I don't expect him to have a a great game. I think it'll be about 18 points as the ceiling. Uh, I could see this being one of those games where he flops, though. Do you think he runs... Like he did last week. It's not to me, that that's level, what it no. comes down to. No, not that. If he doesn't, then he's then the bubble's going to pop because when the pass the pass rush for the Packers is great, and the Bears' offensive line has been playing better, but I still think it's going to be a challenge for them. And if Trubisky doesn't run when he's feeling pressure, then he's the eighteen point range is going to be right exactly where he lives. Bears running backs. I think he might run. Yeah, I hope so. That'd be that'd be nice. Yeah. Since I'm I mean, that's him. the only reason why you can make a case for Trubisky. He's been playing well, but I think he runs more, and that helps his fantasy floor. All right, the uh, the Bears running backs, David Montgomery, you know, getting a lot of work. His last two games, 16 carries for 75 yards and two catches for 12 yards and a touchdown at Detroit. That was a good one. And then 20 carries for 86 yards, but a fumble against Dallas, so it wasn't bad. Uh, the Packers stink against the run. They give up six, the six most fantasy points to running backs, the six most receiving yards to running backs. Are you comfortable with either Montgomery or Cohen? I think they're flexes. Uh, Cohen and PPR, Montgomery and non-PPR. Uh, they're going to give him 15-plus carries. I'm, I, I can't imagine that not happening against the Packers. We've seen Matt Nagy do a lot of stupid things. But you know, since the idiot comment, you know, they've started to clearly lean on him much more in terms of Montgomery. Will it be a positive Fantasy output for Montgomery, like we saw Thanksgiving, where it, t- it took him catching a touchdown to help you? Or will it be sort of one of these empty games, like we saw from Le'Veon, where he's getting 18 carries, gets you 80 yards, the rushing average looks nice, but he doesn't catch the ball or doesn't score? That's the fear. So you can run on the Packers. They will probably try and run on the Packers. I just don't know if Montgomery is going to have the utmost success getting those numbers that you need. So do you think he's safe for like seven non-PPR fantasy points? Yes. But I don't know if he's safe for 10. No. Because it's it's a great matchup. He gets good opportunities, but he's just not an exciting running back. He'll have two or three nice runs, but everything else is going to be three yards. So we're going to start A.J. Brown. We're going to start Darius Slayton over David Montgomery. Uh, in PPR, would you start Chris Thompson or David Montgomery? Uh, I'd probably prob- go Montgomery. I'd probably still go Montgomery, too, because I think he'll get, you know, Two catches, will he get ten points? Uh, uh, you know more than that. I don't know. I don't know if Thompson's gonna have another seven catch game. All right, the uh, the wide receivers for the Bears, Robinson. You guys have have in the top ten, and Anthony Miller heaps a lot higher on Miller than you guys are. You have him around thirtieth in, in non PPR, twenty fourth in PPR for Heath. Anthony Miller is top fifteen, so he's thirty two percent owned. He's been good for three straight games. What do you think about Miller, Dave? I think he's good in PPR. I think he makes the cut as a top 24 receiver there. And I think the target volume goes up because I expect the Bears to ultimately chase points or try and throw. And 
and uh, going into the slot, I think it's a good matchup for Anthony Miller against Tramon Williams. So I think that you're going to see Miller have another game somewhere between 12 and potentially 18 PPR points. The thing that the Bears have done, they've moved both receivers in the slot mm-hmm. around. Allen Robinson plays in the slot too. So both have an opportunity here to to be successful in that regard. I, I think this could be like a you know, six for 50, six for 60, six for 70 type of game for, for Miller. Uh, would not be surprising if he leads them in receiving yards. I think Robinson will score. I, I just, you know, you, you've seen that more times than not from him. You know, Miller scored last week, but Robinson's been a little bit more of a red zone option for Trubisky. But I don't think you're getting two blow-up games from both those guys. What you see a lot against the Packers is like touchdowns or something, but not a lot of catches. They don't give up a lot of catches. They give up big plays. And there has not been one wide receiver that scored more than 15 PPR fantasy points with less than nine targets. It's hard to have a standout game with less than nine targets. And hopefully we get that again from Anthony Miller. It's been three of the, the last four games. The supposed, weather supposed to be uh, below freezing. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I hate that. So I, I saw something that they're... Uh, Lambeau Field, they're they're giving out like free warm drinks or something to that effect, like coffee and hot chocolate. I guess so. The temperature right now is supposed to be nineteen degrees. I hate that. That's what I'm that's, right now. that's that's Bears Packers weather mm-hmm. though. What well, what that's would you choose? What they're supposed to play. Would you go coffee or hot chocolate? I can't stand coffee, and it sent me to the hospital once. So <laughs> give me hot chocolate. Wow, that's a sweep. None of us like coffee. All right. Uh, the Bears tight ends were going to sit, even though they have a good matchup and they were good last week. You can't trust them. Aaron Rodgers, 14th, 15th, 16th in the rankings. That history against Chicago is pretty enticing, but he just has not had a good game all year against a good pass defense. It's a team that ranks well against um, against quarterbacks. It's You just can't do it. So... Like, would you start Eli Manning or Aaron Rodgers? Rodgers. Back to back for me right now. <laughs> this is a ceiling floor, floor play. I think uh, ceiling is higher for Rodgers, but floor is, I'm sorry, ceiling is higher for Eli, but floor is safer for Rodgers. All right, let, we, let's talk about Aaron Jones. Do you have any hesitation with Aaron Jones? Cause, uh, no, you've got, you, you just have to roll with him. He's too big a part of the offense. He's a huge reason why. Aaron Rodgers is having the year that he's having. You know what's funny, though? If he didn't, let's say he didn't play last week, because last week Aaron Jones got 16 carries, 134 yards, and a touchdown, and six catches. That workload was completely outrageous. He was getting mm-hmm. 11 to 13 carries and barely any catches before that. So if he. If they go away from that, it's so stupid. It's just absolutely dumb to go away from it because it's what worked yeah. for them earlier in the season, it's what works for them when their offense is clicking. I mean, just do the same thing. And they don't have a lot of reliable receivers for Rodgers. You got Devontae Adams. Who's the next best? Lazard. And is he good? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. So leaning on the running backs, I think it makes sense, and they've done it so much this year. I think they should lean on Jones and Williams all game long. I would anticipate Jones being a big part of the game plan. Uh, Raiders starting running back or Aaron Jones? I would take Josh Jacobs over Aaron Jones. Uh, yeah. Okay, guys. Jacksonville, yeah. Last question. We're going to start Devontae Adams. We're going to sit Jimmy Graham. Uh, the Jamal Williams, any interest in him? No. You'd have to be desperate. Laird is ahead of him in PPR. Which DST? Laird might be ahead of him in non-PPR, too. Which DST do you prefer? Packers. 
Uh, I think I'd prefer the Bears, but I'm really not excited about either one. I like the Bears in DFS because they're cheap. Speaking of cheap, what do you think? Let's look at SeatGeek here. What do you think the cheapest ticket to this Packers Bears game is? Uh, two seventy-five. Seven bratwurst. Two hundred and seventy-five dollars. Let's see, Green Bay yeah. Packers it's making up a number. One hundred and forty-four dollars. That's where they start at. Dave and I are going to sit lower level in the end zone for $196. Perfect. Look at that. I just found my tickets on the SeatGeek app. Piece of cake. I click on them. This is a, I got a 7.9 deal score here. If I go up 21 rows, I get an 8.8 deal score. If I go up uh, even... Oh, actually, if I drop down a few rows, a 50, uh, 1.0 deal score. We don't want that. That's what's great about SeatGeek. It tells you, here are the seats that are available. Here's the price. Here's the deal score. These are the tickets you should buy. Obviously, the one with the better score are the ones that you want to buy. So makes it so easy to purchase tickets and to go to the game. SeatGeek has, has over 50,000 five-star reviews in the App Store. It's just it's just so simple. Pulls in tickets from other from all over the web, all into one place. You don't have to go searching on multiple sites. You can find the best deals just by going on SeatGeek, and you can save ten bucks on your first purchase with the promo code FFT. Again, the promo code is FFT. Ten bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Use those ten bucks to get a hot chocolate if you want. The last time I went to a game, I actually got a hot chocolate. How weird is that? It was a Yankees playoff game, and it was very cold. Uh, but again, the SeatGeek app is uh, is just the best. It's the simplest. And it's, the, it's for customer satisfaction, you just can't beat it. So download the app and use the promo code FFT for 10 bucks off. Atlanta at San Francisco. Matt Ryan or Aaron Rodgers? Ryan. Uh, Matt Ryan. Okay, how much do you like Matt Ryan? No Calvin Ridley, but a beat-up San Francisco team. And he's just outside my top 12. He's 13. Same, and it's a high likelihood that he's chasing points. So... I, I don't hate him this week. I like Garoppolo better. I do too. Yeah, Garoppolo is top ten for me. Yep. In the main slate on Fanduel, he's the most expensive quarterback, which I think it's is crazy. Ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah, he shouldn't do that. But <laughs> he he's playing really well. Just with Garoppolo, we'll get to him in a minute. You just have to wonder how many pass attempts will he have to make in this game. Um, but uh, okay, the last. Six quarterbacks against the Niners. Kyler Murray had two huge games. Drew Brees destroyed them. Lamar Jackson was good. Rodgers and Wilson were not. So you can, you know, you can score some points. Yeah, Heath uh, has been talking all week about just, you know, quarterbacks in San Francisco and how poor they've done. And the one that has done well was Kyler Murray because he ran. Yeah, I'm a little worried because, like, you take away that 90 91 night, whatever it was, passing touchdown last week, and he would not have had a good game, you know. And so, I don't think Ryan, Ryan's, but, yeah, but you're talking about a blowout well. game, though. Yeah, so you, you mean last week? Yeah, yeah, they were up 20 points, they won by 20 points. Yeah, he threw 34 passes, but yeah, uh, do you, do you, I'll take the over on that. All right, it's a good point. <laughs> uh, can we get away from Devontae Freeman? Yeah, the last three running backs against them, not good, San Francisco. Uh, Kamara, Aaron Jones, Mark Ingram, seven PPR points or less for all three of those guys. Wow. Laird or Freeman? Uh, Laird. PPR. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do it. I, I'll go Freeman, but it's not a good matchup. Oh, I'll definitely go in Laird there. The, the Niners give up the second fewest receiving yards, and and they faced some good ones too, like Kamara last week. Uh, so to, to receiving, yards to, receiving yards to running backs is what I mean. Uh, okay, and the Atlanta wide receivers. Is Julio Jones a slam dunk? He has 
really not been great. He has, let's see, more than six catches only once in his last six games. That's kind of un-Julio Jones-like. You can guarantee double-digit PPR fantasy points because he's done that in all but two games this year. But getting into the 20s, I don't know if he's really capable of doing that these days. We'll see. The target share should go up without Ridley there. And he's just... You figure that he's the most explosive receiver that they have, but the Niners are also probably going to have a good game plan to try and take him away from Matt Ryan. I think he's a... You're still going to start Julio Jones. I could say anything here. Uh, yeah, well, would you start a 49ers wide receiver over Julio Jones? No, I'm not ready to do that. I know that if if I had more certainty about which 49ers receiver was for sure the best, then maybe. But I think that I think that they're both Samuel and Emmanuel Sanders are both number two type receivers. Love Talk, the matchup for him. Yeah, I talked about sleeper wide receivers earlier. I did not mention the Falcons. Is uh, Russell Gage or Christian Blake interesting to you? No love for Olamide Zacchaeus? Uh, Russell Gage is interesting, just with the injuries there. Um, but not Christian Blake. Okay. I would have a hard time trusting any of them. Do you trust Austin Hooper, who only had two catches for 32 yards last week? And the Niners somehow still give up the fewest fantasy points to tight ends, even after giving up three <laughs> touchdowns to the Saints tight ends. It, I don't think they're very good against tight ends. They just haven't faced good ones. Do you have faith in Austin Hooper? I, I was a little surprised that he was a top seven tight end for you guys. I'm hoping that he bounces back after his first game following his injury. And if Matt Ryan's throwing a bunch and there's no Calvin Ridley, target share should go up for him too. So I, I actually, I kind of like Hooper and Daly because his price has come down. So I think that you start him in seasonal and I think he's an interesting tight end, like a contrarian play almost. All right, let's Jimmy, uh, Jamie, Jamie Garoppolo. Talk about Jimmy G, and he's a top ten quarterback. Well, he's tenth for you, and he's sixth for Dave, and he's eighth for Heath. Playing very well. I think. I think my concern is like, is this going to be one of those games where he throws twenty two passes? Do you yes. have that concern? Should we yes. factor that in? Yes, one hundred percent. That that's. I think it, it's it. If he's going to have a good game, it's going to be a Russell Wilson type of game. You know, where he's just so efficient, and you get a couple of breakaway scores where a Falcons defender misses a tackle and, you know, it's Debo or Sanders having a, uh, a big play that helps his yardage um, come up a little bit. But I, I don't think it's going to be a 35-plus attempt type of game for him. So that's the, the, the one worry. But the matchup is so enticing. And so I think you buy into, you know, hopefully what he's done three of his last four games where he's been over 20 fantasy points. It's just I don't think it's going to be a, oh, my gosh, the, the 49ers and Saints is looking like the best game in the NFL. <laughs> you know, it's not going to be that with the Falcons. I just don't think the Falcons offense does that to the same level. Garoppolo or Tannehill? Tannehill. Tannehill, easy. Garoppolo or Goff? Goff. I've got Garoppolo ahead of Goff. All right. Garoppolo's passer rating is 110 or better in five of his last six games. He's on fire. Uh, the San Francisco running backs. So Raheem Mostert's the only one we're going to be looking to start here. Raheem Mostert or Patrick Laird? Mostert. Raheem Mostert or um, Devin Singletary. I think that's an easy one. Mostert, right? It's not go. easy, but uh, I'd take Mostert. I would too. Over James Conner. Yeah. Yeah, it's close though. How about you know if, if if we're worried about the pass attempts for Garoppolo, wouldn't that mean that the 49ers are running the ball a bunch 
Yeah, I think you so. Get, maybe that means more than twelve carries for. No, most. I think it's twelve for him. It's probably ten for Breida and probably eight for Coleman. I mean, that's kind of how it's been when they've been uh, running the ball very well. Yeah, Falcons' run defense has really been struggling lately. It was not bad earlier in the year, but it's it's been pretty weak. So it's a good matchup, and he's just awesome. He has the best, highest yards per carry in the NFL for any running back with more than 100 carries, as you found out on Fantasy Feud on Wednesday. Would you start Mostert, Emmanuel Sanders, or Debo Samuel? Uh, Mostert. Really? Even in PPR? No. PPR, I would start the receivers. Okay, who who do you like better, Sanders or Samuel? Debo. I like Debo better. Really? Interesting. He's just been more consistent. Yeah, but Sanders has been injured, you know? That's I wonder if he just I think I have them back to back. I think they're both top 20 <sighs> type of guys, you know. So, uh, you know, Debo's numbers like they said have been more consistent. Um, Sanders I know was great last week, but you got to throw out the passing touchdown. You know, that's not something you want to count on. So, Oh, I'm counting. You know, on. How will he I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think he's fine. I think he's a fine, uh, um, the both of them are, are, are well, good number two. Receiver. Right. Debo's giving you double-digit fantasy points regardless of format, five straight games. All right, we're going to start awesome. George Kittle and the uh, Niners DST is top six. Let's go to our next game. It's Seattle at Carolina. Here's what you need to know about the red zone for Seattle. You remember DK Metcalf? He had all these red zone targets and he wasn't catching any of them. Well, he has one red zone target in his last four games and it was 20 yards away. Tyler Lockett has one red zone target in his last four games. Jacob Hollister has nine red zone targets in his last five games. So that is who Russell Wilson has been looking at, which really shouldn't come as that much of a surprise based on Will Disley earlier this year. Uh, I want to talk about Russell Wilson. First this, would you start Garoppolo or Wilson? Yep. I would start Wilson over Garoppolo. <laughs> I, said, I said or. You may, it must have sounded like over. Yeah, I heard over. Oh, okay. Well, I said or, so you would start Garoppolo, J- uh, Dave? Uh, yeah, I would go with Garoppolo over Russ. Yeah, i go Wilson. If if this game were in Seattle, I'd go Wilson. But I know it's an easy matchup, and I think Seattle just wants to run the ball like crazy. This is Russell's desperation MVP play right here. Oh, please. It's a, There mm. is no desperation MVP play. The MVP Not is mind. over. Not in his mind. It, it Yes, he's a smart guy. There's no way anyone's winning the MVP. He's going to be unanimous. I'm you, Lamar Jackson is unanimous. I, I would, uh, he may, I think he would play big. I, I would think like Jamie thinks if the game were in Seattle. Where'd he start his college career at? He started it in North Carolina. That's great. Oh, but that's I just such think, a stretch. I, I think that it's just, I think it's going to be just let's get a win. And here's a team that can't stop the run to save their lives. And let's just go make sure our run game is rocking. I've got Chris Carson top three this week. I think he gets a huge amount of work. Uh, Chris Carson is the FanDuel free space. He's yep. way too yep. cheap. I, this, there just is a bit of a free pass every week for Russell Wilson. It's 20 or fewer fantasy points in six point per passing touchdown leagues in six of his last seven games. And he's simply just not playing as well. His passing rate, his completion percentage is down in these seven games from 72.5% to 62%. His yards per attempt down from nine yards per attempt in his first six games to 7.5 in his last seven. He's thrown 12 touchdowns in these seven games. Five of them were against Tampa Bay. So, look, I I understand he always has number one quarterback upside. Tyler Lockett, supposedly not healthy. this week. I think it's safe to say he's not going to be number one. <laughs> <laughs> does he have number two upside yeah, this week? He does. 
but you know, I just I feel like getting this off my chest. I did it a little bit on Monday, but he just hasn't been that good. And Heath has him number two. You guys have him closer to the eighth, tenth, but you know, I okay. I I don't know that I have a point here. Other he was than he was he was in Carolina story. last year. He went for three thirty nine and two. I could see something similar. Okay, but he was he placed the Rams earlier this season, and he he scored like forty points. And last week he scored. That defense is playing much better. That defense has turned things around for the Rams, and they have different personnel. The Panthers are playing out the string right now. Uh, Yeah, the Panthers, though, have really been bad against running backs. I mean, we know that. They have the worst run defense, basically, or one of the worst. Um, But they've allowed 311 or more passing yards to Tannehill, Ryan, Breeze, and Ryan again. Four times in their last six games, a quarterback's thrown 311 or more yards. So that's definitely reason for hope. Uh, okay, Lockett or Metcalf? Who do you like? Metcalf. Yeah, I, I think it's Metcalf. There's something, and this coincides with what's going on with Russ, is that Lockett just hasn't been playing well. And I don't know if it's you know an illness one week or a leg injury for a couple of weeks, but it's just it feels like they're not trying to give a big target workload to Lockett. So they're kind of giving it to Metcalf. And I and I get it. Metcalf was lined up against Jalen Ramsey last week. We were nervous about it. The numbers weren't amazing. Well, not the whole game, but for a lot of it, he had a lot of catches against Ramsey. He did. So I I, I think that they like what they've got in Metcalf. Yeah, he and had seventy-eight. I yards. think the targets bear it out. Right. Uh, he's not scoring because, like I said, those red zone targets have gone away. But they could easily come back. It's a fluky thing. Uh, you guys are going to start Darius Slayton over him. We start Zach Pascal over the Seahawks guys. Yeah, as of now. If T.Y. Hilton's out, yes. Yeah. Going to start um, the, the 49ers guys over them, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Lockett's a number three receiver, but there's always upside with Tyler Lockett, especially if he's healthy. Jacob Hollister, starter sit. Low end starter. He's in that Ian Thomas, Dallas Goddard, O.J. Howard, mm-hmm. Mike Gusecki range. Doyle. So he'd be behind the starting tight end for the Panthers, be it Olsen or Thomas, right? He'd be behind, yes. He would be for me. It would. He, you could make the case for him to be like the 10th or 11th best tight end in PPR. Okay. And for the, we'll make the Panthers quick, sit Kyle Allen, start Christian McCaffrey, start DJ Moore. He is a stud over the last six games, I think. DJ Moore is the number two wide receiver in both formats. Uh, which surprised me a little bit because I, I thought he'd be more like 10. He's the number two wide receiver, DJ mm-hmm. Moore, in his last six games. Curtis Samuel started. silly. Curtis Samuel? Samuel is touchdown dependent. Yeah, I'd say. And he's not even like one of those, you know, Will Fuller, Hollywood Brown types where, you know, one or two big plays makes his week. I don't think he's that guy. So I would try and avoid Curtis Samuel. And I think you know how we feel about the uh, tight ends at this point. Who, if there's a starter there, you're going to start. We're going to be more excited about Ian Thomas. Currently, he is ranked in the top ten, uh, but behind Higby, behind Hooper, uh, for Jamie, behind Gasicki, not for Dave. And uh, the Seattle DST is not bad this week. Getting a little healthier. You can start them. Except Heath doesn't like them. He has them 22nd. Dave and Jamie have the Seahawks in their top ten. All right. Are we going to get a shootout? The over-under for the Rams and the Cowboys is 49. How do you guys see this playing out? And the Cowboys should get Jeff Heath, could get Jeff Heath, their safety and defensive tackle Antoine Woods back this week. Heath missed the games at Detroit, Buffalo, and at Chicago. And those three quarterbacks lit up the Cowboys. So that could be important there. 
Uh, so how do you feel about this game, Dallas and the Rams? I think it's going to be high scoring. I think you're going to see both offenses show up. Um, I feel more confident in the Rams offense than I do the Cowboys offense right now, just given what's happening with that team. But you look at the way Jared Goff has played the last two games, and it seems as if this Rams offense looks like the Rams offense from a year ago. Different how they're getting it done, you know, with the tight end being a huge part of it and not from Brandon Cooks. But uh, Gurley, I think, is going to have his, you know, 18-plus carries. It's yep. just a matter of will he score. Hopefully Malcolm Brown's not in the drive when they, you know, get inside the five-yard line. But mm-hmm. um, Gurley should be a starter. Wood should be a starter. Higby should be a starter. And then it's just a matter of how well Cup does. I think Cup's worth starting as well. I feel like Gurley's a free space on FanDuel, too. He's at 7,600, and he could get the Cowboys no Leighton Van Der Esch and no Sean Lee. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would be huge. So I, I, I think Gurley gets a, a nice dose of work. I think the blocking's been better for L.A., and that's helped Jared Goff. I, I think the Rams will hold up their end of the bargain. I think the Cowboys can too. I think that their backs are against the wall and they still want to be relevant. And I could see them. It might be more of a second half thing than a first half thing, but I think they're going to put points up. So who's your favorite quarterback in this game? Goff. They're both top 10. I'm going to go Dak one spot ahead of Goff. Garoppolo, Goff, Dak. That you- order for me. Uh, I'd go Garoppolo. No, Goff, Garoppolo, Dak. The th- what concerns me about Goff is, look, the last two games have been against the Cardinals. I basically don't care. They're awful. Most fantasy points quarterbacks. Then the Seahawks. Seahawks have one of the worst pass rushes in the NFL. We know Jared Goff is very good when he doesn't get pressured. So he fooled us a little bit. He had those back-to-back games against the Falcons and the Bengals. He was really good in both of them. The next three games, he scored a combined 11 points. He has had moments where Jared Goff has been just totally awful. What helps me, because I've come around on Goff. You guys have convinced me to like him a little bit more. The Cowboys' defense has been terrible lately. Just terrible. It's been so bad. Their pass rush hasn't been good at all. And you, you factor that in with the blocking for L.A., and it, I think it gives Goff a real chance to have good numbers. I added him this morning. There's a team that I have that's got Jameis as its quarterback, and I'm going to be happy to start Goff if Jameis ends up not practicing Friday, listed as questionable. I'm not going to take the chance there. I'm going to go with Goff over Winston in that case. Okay. I currently have Goff and Fitzpatrick. If Devontae Parker plays, I'm I'm going to go with Fitzpatrick. Uh, you guys probably don't agree with that. If Devontae Parker doesn't play, I will go with Jared Goff this week, and I will try to beat Heath Cummings, and it will be wonderful. Uh, he, will probably <laughs> beat, he will probably beat me, though, because I have some tough matchups. Uh, so let's talk about the wide receivers. Amari Cooper and Robert Woods are must-starts. Robert Woods has like 90 or more yards in four straight games, I think. Yeah, 95 or more in four straight games, so start him. When you come, when good. It comes to yeah, not bad. Cooper Cup and Michael Gallup. Who do you like better, and would you start Raheem Mostert over them? I would start Mostert over Gallup. I like Cup better than Gallup. I do, too. Um, It's easier to say that in PPR than non-PPR. Yeah, I I wish Cup would have another big breakout game, but I'm happy with what he's been doing. Like last week, you can't really be that upset about what he gave you. No, but he's pretty touchdown-dependent himself lately. He has six or fewer targets in four of his last five games. Right. He's not a, a yardage receiver at this point. He's I don't think you can count on him to get you 120 and no touchdowns. You're looking for that touchdown. The good news is, is that he keeps getting those opportunities. Jared Goff keeps looking for him. 
So Woods is getting the yardage, and Cup is getting the touchdowns. It's how it feels like. Yeah, right. And so, but but Woods getting the red zone targets lately without Gerald Everett there, I thought that was really interesting. So if you have a running back, a kind of questionable running back, like a Philip Lindsay or a Devin Singletary or David Montgomery or even a Patrick Laird that you think is going to get at least 15 touches, how do you balance those against Cooper Cup, who's not even getting six targets most occasions or not even getting seven targets most occasions, but seems like he has a really good chance to score? I'm playing Cup over those guys. Yeah. I, I just, again, I, I just see this game going up and down, high scoring. I think it's going to go over the 49. So I'd play the over there. It just, th- these are, you know, if this was in Los Angeles where we've seen the Cowboys struggle on the road, it's a different story. But Cowboys have been good in their building. I think the Rams' offense is finally in a rhythm. I, I Like you said, I don't think it's going to be a situation where this defense frustrates the Rams. Could be wrong, but just based on what I've seen the last couple of weeks, I don't think that's the case from Dallas. So I'll buy into golf. I'll buy into the Rams' offense. I'll buy into what this game projects like. I mean, imagine a situation where, forget about what Dallas looked like. The Rams clearly have been uh, a disappointment that they're still favored going into Dallas. So I think that tells you where Vegas expects this game to go, that the Rams' offense should score points, and maybe they you know, get that from their key guys, which is how I would anticipate it, with Cooper Cup having a big involvement. Uh, Dave, is there anything else you want to say about Dak Prescott? Because I know a lot of people are going to have a ton of questions about him. Yeah, I, I'm, and the reason why I'm willing to trust him so much is because you, if you throw out the game in the rain against the Patriots, he's had at least 330 yards in his last four of those four of his last five, 330 yards. The one they didn't was against the Patriots. He's delivered at least 19 fantasy points in every game. If you throw out the Patriots game, 22 fantasy points in five of his past seven. I just think that there's just too much upside to say that you can't use Dak Prescott. Oh, you start him. I don't think anybody. I don't think he's a top, like we were ranking him as like a top five quarterback earlier this year. I don't think we can do that now, but I think he's still a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. You just look at the, what the Rams have done and you throw out the Lamar Jackson game in week 12 Mm -hmm. and their defense yeah, they did a great job as been Russ last week. Has okay. been 19 points or less in every game since week six. Well, here's the, here's the it's this, Jamie. It's they've had three horrible games defensively against the Bucks, Seahawks, and uh, Ravens. Ravens. And other than that, they've been arguably the best defense in football, basically. So, I mean, that's scary. yeah. I mean, it's it's not. I don't think it's an easy scenario for Dak. I'm not going to bench Dak. I'm not going to play Derek Carr or Eli Manning over Dak. But I think he's not the best quarterback in this game. I don't think you you ask Garoppolo. I would take Garoppolo based on his matchup over Dak Prescott. So you're hoping that Dak's magic at home helps him out this week. You're hoping that yeah. the Rams defense gives up some some potential big plays that Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup help him out. But I don't think it's like I'm not playing Dak in, in daily. I don't think it's a good play at all. Well, he's he's been helped by how bad his defense is because he's thrown 44 or more passes in, in four of those five games that they've mentioned when he's had the good games. He's throwing the ball a ton. And if he's going to throw 40 passes, he's going to have a good game. It really doesn't matter who he's playing. Unless maybe he's playing the Patriots. But all right, let's go on to uh, our next game. Uh, Tyler Higby, we love. If Gerald Everett's out, we love Tyler Higby. Mm-hmm. I guess if Gerald Everett plays, would you just sit Tyler Higby? Gerald Everett, I don't think he's playing. Okay, good. I, I He might be a low end. He might be like the 12th ranked tight end if Everett's playing. I, you'd obviously not feel as good about him. Tampa Bay at Detroit, Jameis Winston or Dak, or uh, Jameis Winston, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff. How would you rank them? Winston over those guys as long as he's healthy. 
And I, I really think it comes down to what we learn on Friday about him. If we're seeing on Friday that he's still trying to get his grip back and is questionable, then I'm not going to feel good about starting Jameis Winston. And it stinks. It's the Lions. This is an easy matchup. Should get like 400 yards and nine touchdowns. But if if you can't throw, you can't throw. Yeah. So so then what about Chris Godwin then? You know. Yeah, it's bad. I would still start Godwin even if it's uh, Ryan Griffin, but I would not be trusting Prashad Perryman or Justin Watson. Or I think OJ Howard would be okay, but not to the same level. But it's it's you'd clearly want Jameis in there for this. You'd one. have lowered expectations for Godwin, right? Lowered yeah. Expectations. So I <laughs> I think this is a pretty easy game, right? Like you're not starting a Detroit running back. Kenny Galladay against the best matchup in He's fantasy a is a must. Yeah. Chris Godwin, you're starting. And then you've got those sleeper wide receivers. Who is your favorite sleeper wide receiver in this game? Would it be Amendola? It's Amendola in PPR. Um, in non PPR, it's a uh, more of a grab bag. I, I, I'd probably take Watson over um, Perryman and Amendola in non PPR. But it's just a matter of now with Scotty Miller back, uh, what happens to all these guys? So there, I don't think there's a slam dunk either way. I'm going to be like Brewster's Millions and say none of the above because I don't think there's anybody here that's totally reliable. My favorite, if Winston were healthy, would actually be Perryman. But I don't feel great about any of these guys. I'd be I'd be nervous starting any of them this week. I know you might be forced to. If we're talking about silliest upside, I think it's Perryman. Yeah, and he's owned in like a lot. He's been picked up in a lot of leagues. People are kind of in on Perryman this week. Uh, would you start Ronald Jones over any of those wide receivers that aren't Galladay or Godwin. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, I I don't I don't know if I could. That just that makes this whole situation even worse. I mean what we know about Ronald Jones is that he's splitting first and second down work with Peyton Barber. He's not even good enough to shed Peyton Barber away. And he's not good enough to have that two minute drill roll or the third down roll that goes to a Goomba Wally. Could it all change? Uh maybe. I mean I watched him just for fun, I went and saw what his pass protection looked like last week. He had two tries. He did great both times. I'm sure Bruce Arians was thrilled with it. But there's nothing there to be excited about with Ronald Jones. So you know what? I'll take the flyer on Perriman over Rojo. All right. Yeah, I, I hope. I don't think a lot of people are going to be starting Ronald Jones, but some of you might. And the Lions, they don't have a bad run defense per se. They give up 4.12 yards per carry, I think, to running backs, but they give up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. They give up touchdowns and receiving yards. Their defense one is of the, not good. One of the two guys is going to have a, 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 I don't know, big game, but a good enough game. Like Probably. they'll score. Yeah. One of them will score. Yeah, I just look at, you know, Ronald Jones has three catches or more in three of his last five games. And so with the re- depleted receiving core, he's going to do that more than Peyton Barber. Will he do it more than Dario Gumbawale? I mean, the numbers suggest that's the case. So it's not a slam dunk. I agree with Dave. If you want to take a chance on who has the most upside, it's probably somebody like Perryman or Watson. But I think there's a more likely chance that Ronald Jones has a better game than anybody not named Chris Godwin or O.J. Howard. Yeah, where, where's O.J. Howard for you? He's got a chance. I mean, he's got 11 PPR points back-to-back games. His targets have been up. He profiles as somebody that you can use as a wide receiver, you know, just based on his athleticism. So if I'm Bruce Arians, I'm like, okay, let's go. Go basically be the right. our, our our second wide out, our third wide out, you know, and, and not do the same things Mike Evans does, but you know, he's gonna have, I think, an uptick in targets and and I like the setup for him against Detroit. Eleven PPR points his last two games. I like him better in that format than non PPR. 
all of you O.J. Howard owners, you've been so frustrated. You drafted him. You stuck with him, right? You started him every week. <laughs> you took the good with the bad, and now it's going to pay off in the playoffs. All right, Denver at Kansas City. So Drew Locke sit. Cortland Sutton, we talked about a lot yesterday. Who would you rather have in your lineup, Philip Lindsay or Cortland Sutton? Lindsay. I'd rather have Lindsay. Cortland Sutton or Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel? The 249ers guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rem- remember that stat. Not one wide receiver has had 60 yards at Kansas City. Not one visiting wide receiver. Not yet. So, but if Will Fuller caught those touchdowns, it's true. He the best. <laughs> it's true. If he did catch those touchdowns, it would have been a little bit of a different conversation. Uh, but you guys don't hate Cortland Sutton. He's, he's okay. I think he makes the cut as a top 24 receiver in PPR. A little bit tougher in non-PPR. Philip Lindsay or Ronald Jones? Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay, yeah. Philip Lindsay or, here's a random one, Keenan Allen. Uh, Allen. Keenan Allen. Okay. Noah Fant or O.J. Howard? O.J. O.J. I don't love Fant this week. And for I don't the, think the foot injury is a is a real issue though. But it's the it just foot sounds and the like hip he got injury. stepped on. The hip is a bigger deal, and the fact that like busted plays are the only way that he has good numbers that's that's a bigger deal. Yep. As far as the Chiefs go, look, Tyreek Hill's had some kind of tough history against Denver. Uh, you know, Mahomes hasn't been playing that well. Are you hesitating on any of the of the three big the big three with the Chiefs? You mean Watkins? Thompson mm-hmm. and Hardman, um, the the Marcus Robinson. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not hesitating on those three guys. All right, Mahomes is top five. Would you? Who would you start over him? Drew Brees and the guy who played last night, not named Darnold. I'd start Watson over him. That's it. When I right now, I have Winston ahead of him. That's going to change. Okay. Yeah. And the Kansas City running backs. So if Damian Williams plays, just run for the hills. But if Damian Williams doesn't play, how would you feel about LeSean McCoy? I'm sorry. I, I couldn't hear you. I was already running for the hills. Uh, McCoy would be a flex. No, um, yeah, come on now. He could get 13 yeah. touches and, and do well. I don't mind McCoy. I, I didn't like yards. him last week because the matchup was terrible against the Patriots. And, you know, they just do a good job in limiting fantasy production. The Broncos, not the same thing. So I would, uh, I would start McCoy as a flex. And I wouldn't trust... Uh, Thompson just yet. The one thing would be is that, um, you know, you're talking about a situation of uh, what we saw the last time when they were in the spot where he got a chance to kill a clock. Can't hear you. I'm over here in the hills. <laughs> uh, the Broncos defense is not playing very well lately. The last three lead running backs they've faced have all ran for like five yards per carry. And that was. Yeah, uh, McCoy. McCoy's not bad if Damian Williams out. Yeah, that was uh, Singletary, Gordon, and Hyde. They've been right around five yards per carry. All right, then we're moving on. Uh, Chiefs DST, I think, is a sneaky little play. They're my FanDuel DST, and they are 7th for Jamie, 13th for Dave, and 23rd for Heath. They've been good three games in a row. Yep. Uh, all right. And they had nine remember sacks. remember last time. A different quarterback, right? Nine yeah, sacks. Nine sacks last time they faced Denver. Philadelphia, Washington, our last game. We are getting away from the quarterbacks here. Who's the best running back in this game? It's Sanders. Yeah. And it's not for me. It's not by a lot ahead of Adrian Peterson, at least in non PPR. Who's the best? Yeah, I like wide, Oh, I'm sorry, Jamie. Who, who's the best no, wide like, receiver in this game? Uh, McLaurin. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's by default. McLaurin's got at least 12 PPR points in two of his last three. You know, so I wouldn't be surprised if he plays well against the secondary. Yeah. He okay. beat them up the first time they met. All right, so Dave, I have to ask you a, a tough question. Don't run. Okay. LaShawn McCoy, if Damian Williams is out, or Terry McLovin? McLovin. Okay. So uh, Boston Scott, a lot of people picked him up. What do you think about Boston Scott? He had a huge game last week. I wonder if you could squeeze out 9 or 10 PPR points from him because I think that he will stay involved to a degree in what they're doing. This is if Jordan Howard's out. And maybe even if Jordan Howard plays, they're look. They need guys who can catch the ball and make a play after the catch. They don't have a lot of those guys right now, and he's can do that, and he's got speed to help him do that. He's Darren Sproles. However, you used to view Darren Sproles when things were working well for him. That's mm-hmm. what you should think of Boston Scott. So I think he's better for his team than he is for fantasy. He's just going to be one of those guys that's a little bit fresh, like Tariq Cohen. Like what Tariq Cohen has been the majority of the season. Chris Thompson. You know, that's the same type of guy. You know, so. There'll be some some good PPR moments. The this could be one of those games. I don't think he's gonna you know necessarily score. Um, just keep in mind that the game last week, Miles Sanders was dealing with cramping and left the game. Yeah. So if Sanders is fine, those opportunities may not be the same. So I I think you know Scott's a desperation play if you're talking about where he stacks up for the running backs this week. Can I read a quick quote from the Eagles' offensive coordinator on Boston Scott? who said, when Boston's been given his opportunity, I think he's maximized his opportunities, and usually when players do that, then they earn more opportunities, and they get the chance to get the ball more, and they see more playing time, and then you can really put a body of work together. This is from an offensive coordinator. His name's Mike Groh. He never says anything. (laughs) So I I, I literally coach speak nonstop. So I think him saying that lets you know that Boston Scott's going to do something. He's going to have a part in this offense. I don't know if it's going to be that big. He could be a FanDuel, a sneaky play in FanDuel. And if you want to hear more about Miles Sanders, I mean, we've talked about him a lot throughout today's show. We also debated him on yesterday's show during the rankings debate segment. So if you want to just look for the time codes there, Dave's a little lower on him, around 24th. Jamie and Heath are more like 15th or so with Miles Sanders. So you get a lot of work against the Redskins. You should be really good. And I think the last guy I want to talk about here is Dallas Goddard. You know, it's kind of like Mike Gesicki. He should get targets. He hasn't really been that good lately, but there's an opportunity. Who would you rather have, Gasicki or Goddard? I think I feel a little bit better with Goddard than Gasicki. Yeah, Gasicki by a lot for me. How come? Just a matchup. And if Devontae Parker's out, Parker's in, it's closer. But if uh, Parker's out, then it's Gasicki. I feel safer with Goddard. We've seen the 7, 8, 12 PPR range for him. We've seen Gasicki all over the place. I'm I'm just I feel better about Goddard. Yeah, I, especially I, against Washington. At this point, I take a much smaller sample size. So the last three weeks, it's been Kasicki better than Goddard. Well, well last week, but Kasicki's no, been last week they were both stuck. Well, yeah. Well, hopefully, we have Tyler Higby. All right, everybody. Thank <laughs> yes. you for listening. Good luck. We're I'm going to read so many of your questions on the mailbag show. So uh, just get I'm ready in. for that. I'm thinking like at least 275. 50, at least at least 50. A lot of questions. Uh, for Dave, for Jamie, I'm Adam. Dave, I, I'm ready. Ready? The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. 
Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. 